Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I'm Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Welcome along to the latest episode of the Keen Odyssey 2. In case you're new to this, we're looking at Roy Keane's first autobiography, which he entitled Keen. Uh, but it's the second Keen Odyssey that we've done because we did his second book first. Please don't be confused. It's quite simple. You can mm-hmm. handle this. <clears throat> Where are we? Well, Sam, um, at the end of the last episode, Roy was just coming back from his um, cruciate ligament nightmare at the hands of, yep. uh, well, not at the hands of Alfinger Holland. It was his, completely his own fault that it mm. happened. But uh, he was coming back. And there's a little aside at the end of the chapter where he talks about his recovery um, for the start of the 98-99 season. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, United went to Scandinavia on tour Peter Schmeichel had been captain in the side in my absence he said the manager told me he wanted Peter to continue as captain for the tour oh I wasn't too pleased even less so when before our opening game the charity shield against Arsenal at Wembley Schmeichel showed no indication he was prepared to return my armband oh power player now remember later on in the second book there's a big fight isn't there with Schmeichel involved and not half. I, it's almost. Would you say that's almost the best bit? It's certainly Possibly. in the top five best bits one of, of the, the second book. One of the best fighting bits, and um, it's one of the best fights I've ever read about. A lot of people I've noticed on Twitter going on about a big fight that happened in Game of Thrones. <laughs> no, right? nothing compared I mean, to this. I've never seen Game of Thrones, but apparently it was a right fucking big tear up, and everyone's getting excited about it. Weirdos. Well, was was Nicky but, Butt the referee in it? I don't think he was, so that's going to be as good. Did Bobby Charlton come out in his gym jams and complain about it? <laughs> exactly. No. Right? Did someone, <laughs> uh, that did someone, that someone being Peter <clears throat> Schmeichel, manage to keep a pair of sunglasses on throughout <laughs> the entire altercation, <laughs> even though he was one of the people involved in the fight, and it was indoors, and it was night time? <laughs> no. Yeah. No, not at all. It was it's one of the best fights ever. In the ever, of ever fighting. that I've ever heard about. And the and what we're reading about now in the first book is the seeds of that fight. Exactly. The seeds have been that sown stretched here. back years. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Uh where are we? He showed no indication he was prepared to return my armband. No welcome back, Roy. He's the armband. No fucking chance with Peter, he says. In the end, the gaffer had to order him to stand down. He sulked. <laughs> Afterwards, the gaffer called a meeting and told Peter to grow up. <laughs> so we move on to the, that 98-99 season, which, of course, you know, spoiler alert, is the treble-winning season. It's the uh, it's the peak. Well, for, I think for when Roy was there, at least, anyway, for United. Um, it was the season when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer just signed from Mulder in Norway for just £1.5 million. 
Roy says, the first morning he arrived for training and joined in a team photograph, I thought Ollie was a schoolboy fan. He looked about 16. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this? Who's this kid we've got? Who's this kid? Is it bring your son to work day? What's this all about? We're signing babies now, are we? Has it got to that stage? Is this we're some... that fucking desperate. Has David O'Leary come in? Is David O'Leary in charge now? Has he brought some serum? You win nothing with kids. That's what your man Alan Hansen said. Well, so, do you win anything with babies? So you, you Toddlers, because that's what this fella is. You proved Hansen wrong, so you're just going along with it all the way now, are you? You're just going to try and win a team of, full of babies. <laughs> Look at him, he's a freak. He looks like... <laughs> you know what? No offence, whatever your name is. Ollie, is it? Ali, whatever, I don't care. Shut up now. You know what he looks like, lads? Do you know when you're walking along through the park and you see one of them wee baby birds that's fallen out of a nest and it hasn't got feathers yet it's almost translucent it's not fully formed and you look at it and it and it's and it's you can see all the veins i can see the veins his skin's not fully formed come on now I'm go- imagine when he has to go up against razor ruddock in a premier league fixture i'm gonna to have to do to him what i would do to one of them birds i'm going to take it in my hand and slowly squeeze it squeeze the life out of him because it's the only thing to do. It's the best thing to do. It's humane. Put him out now of his misery. Now listen to me. Now listen to me, young man. I, I, do, I don't know whether or not you speak English or what it is you speak where you're from. Can you... Are you understanding? Just nod to me. <laughs> of course of course, I understand. I am from... I don't understand a word you say. Don't talk back to me. Just nod. Okay. Now try to understand. What I'm about to do is the kind and humane thing to do. I'm going to squeeze the life out of you. Are you ready now? Then suddenly... <laughs> <laughs> Brian Kidd or Steve McLaren or whoever it was at the time comes over the horizon. Hey, hey, Roy, what are you doing? I'm just killing this wee baby bird I found. <laughs> We've just signed him. It's for He's the cost best. us a few million quid. No, you've got to trust I know, me. But it, trust me, it was a mistake. There's no way. I mean, you put him out on a football field against your Razor Ruddock, so your Tony Adams of this world, it's going to be carnage. It's a nicer way for him to die at the hands of a man who is a friend. And I consider myself a friend. <laughs> to be honest, I used to do this back home in Cork all the time when I was away. And I'd go through the fields and I'd, I'd actively look for them. And sometimes I would climb up trees and take the birds out of the nests. And some people would say, but those birds are still with their mammies and they're going to grow up to be big and strong. And I'd say, no, trust me, I've got an eye for this sort of thing. That bird's going to have an unhappy life. It's weak. And weakness is not worth living with. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll stoke his hair as I snuff the life out of him. It's very yeah. humane, it's very I'll sing kind. A, I'll sing him a wee lullaby if you want. <laughs> oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. There you go, just drift away now. Over the glens. Oh, and there you go. Look at that, your wee heart's popped in my hand. <laughs> with, with hindsight, and how things turned out in the European Cup final later that season... Not killing him was probably for the best. It was probably for the best that Steve McLaren intervened. <laughs> Nevertheless, I felt it was a show of disrespect from him, and I wouldn't forget that. <laughs> One day I'll put him to sleep, but not yet. The King Odyssey. So, he says, It took me several games to rediscover match fitness. I was, though, a different person from the lunatic who'd hunted Alfie Harland. <laughs> Self-described as a <laughs> lunatic. Um, but he says, Although I hadn't forgotten his contempt as I lay on the pitch at Ellen Road. Well, yeah, we know that. Revenge was served later on, wasn't it? But he didn't try and slowly squeeze Alfie Harland to death like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. No, no, it was much more violent. I than wouldn't that. have put it past him. No. And and what a spectacle that would have been, wouldn't it? Just if he had, 
If he had grabbed Alfie Inga Harland and just squeezed and squeezed and squeezed him until he yeah. just burst or drifted away. And no, uh, imagine how that would be a clip on all of those Premier League highlight yeah. shows, wouldn't it? Like what happened next on a league of their own or something like that. Yeah, 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 and like, and like, James Corden's doing that laugh where it goes really high pitched. Yeah, what? and he's slamming his hand on the desk. Jack, Jack Whitehall, what happened next? <laughs> I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know because I'm not really into football. I'm just on here because it's part of my ongoing career advancement policy. Ooh, I don't know. Also, I'm only 29. I don't know about football from like the previous century. I'll say, um, we fell over in a comical manner. Fuck off. Cunt. Um, oh, really? Well, if, if you had to, if you had to kill Corden or Whitehall, which would you choose? Could I kill Whitehall with Corden? Use mm. Corden as some kind of weapon? You just drop him from above. Yeah, shove him off a wall on top of Whitehall. It's a good ask, question. It's one for the ages. Do you want to ask? Do you want to ask me the same question? I'd love to ask you the same question. What would, if you could kill Corden or Whitehall, which would you kill? Neither, because I don't believe in in that sort of thing. I think that that's like just pathetic. I mean, they both seem like probably nice lads. Why you be power play? Yeah, massive ah, power play. A power play, you mate. I led yeah. you into a trap and yeah. you fucking fell for it. Yeah, well done. I put you on the fucking list with Corden and Whitehall now. Then <laughs> you kill me with their stiffened corpses. Yeah. Imagine though if Keane had done that to Haaland and if he he had the ability to maybe create some kind of force field around himself so that he couldn't be penetrated and stopped. Like something from a Marvel superhero film. That wouldn't be too implausible, would it really? I wouldn't be surprised. He's that rich now. He's probably got the fucking technology. He's probably got technology. James Corden's probably got a fucking bat cave or something like that with all like the most advanced he's probably got a butler like Alfred and the most advanced he's invested in you know like Michael Jackson before he died was making inroads to or actually Quincy Jones is now saying that Quincy Jones claims that he's um, involved in in making himself immortal is he? that doesn't surprise me he's put a lot of resource and time into making himself immortal so that technology for the very super rich is advancing well, I was, I'm very about, quickly. I was talking about Roy Keane having a force fail, not James Corden. Were you even listening? Oh, right. You just re- no. reveling in your fucking power play victory there, weren't you? I was dizzy with it, mate. Fucking hell. Look, that's reminded me that Quincy Jones documentary is supposed to be really good on Netflix. Have you seen it? I've seen it. I haven't seen it. I've seen it, yeah. It's great, but the only thing is it's um, written and produced and directed by his beautiful daughter, her out of Parks and Rec. <laughs> right. You know the one. Yeah, so it's not... Rashida Jones. So it's not unbiased, is it not? Yeah, so the the upside of it is it's amazing access, unrivaled access. Even when he's in hospital, he's like, I think he has a heart attack or something and yeah. he's trying to recover. And like, you know, she's in the hospital room and all of that stuff. But obviously the downside is, is that, you know... Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not, it's not entirely objective, but... You know, at the same time, who cares? It's Quincy Jones saying mad things about his wonderful career. Yeah. So uh, this this football podcast has now branched off into the the discussion about the production ethics of a Quincy Jones documentary. Uh, The preeminent jazz, (laughs) disco and (laughs) R&B musical creator of really all all time. If you think jazz only start... When did jazz start, mate? 
1862, invented by Sir John Jazz. Sir John Jazz, yeah. <laughs> hey, and, um, I'm Sir John Jazz. <laughs> Skip Babu, I'm Sir John Jazz. I've invented, I've invented a new invented. type of music that makes no sense. Yeah, so he, so Sir John Jazz invented it, but yep. pretty soon after that, Quincy Jones was born and just took up the mat, the, the reins. Yeah, said leave it with me, leave it with me, Sir John. Yeah, did Quincy Jones invent thing, ragtime then in the nineteen twenties? Scott Joplin. Next and all thing that. you know, fucking does this is thriller, <laughs> thriller night. Funny, isn't it? How things progress. And then before you know it, Michael Jackson's living in a pedo mansion. Yeah, and all because Sir John Jazz wanted to fucking invent a type of music that wasn't really music at all, just a load of fucking banging and nonsense (laughs) with with no reason to it. Music for people who can't understand music. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we got to this. Let's get back to Roy Keane, can we? Hmm. So, he's, yeah, he's talking about... He's, this he's, podcast follows pretty much the pl- the, the <laughs> principles and structure of jazz music, doesn't it? Kind of at times, yeah. Similarly, it's jazz podcasting, this is. Similarly Could go anywhere. ludicrous. Uh, so he's reflecting on that time out that he had. Um, and he says, I clearly identified my own weaknesses. As a result, I was less tolerant of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Ray? It's starting to really fuck me up. <laughs> it turned into a right fucking prick, Ray. I'm sick of the sight of you. Pull yourself together. No, I don't want to see you anymore. No, not until you've shaped up. He says, um, stepping outside of the game for a season, as I've been forced to do, it enabled me to look at football and its excesses with clear eyes. <clears throat> Rand coming here. Um... <laughs> It wasn't just wages that were inflated. In many cases, bloated egos were just as much a source of danger to the game. This is Dunphy taking over, isn't it? This is a Dunphy mm-hmm, paragraph. Mm-hmm. Bloated f- egos. <laughs> just say what I said. There's too many cons in the game. Here's a good sentence. Seen from a windowless gym on a win- winter afternoon, the game looked like a bad movie full of spivs, bluffers, bullshitters, hangers-on, media whores and bad actors. First oh, of all, crikey. right, he says, seen from a windowless gym. That suggests he's look, trying to look out of a window, but there's no window in the gym. It's windowless. The, the thing is, when during my time on the sidelines, I started to try and work on new powers and abilities that I'd <laughs> always field. dreamt of, but but had never had the time to perfect. One of them was the ability to see through walls, so... The people on the other side didn't know I was looking at them, but I was fucking looking at them all right. And I, what I would do is, I, every day I would put two hours aside just to stare at a wall. And the harder I stared, the closer I got to being able to see what was on the other side. <laughs> and very often, I didn't like what I saw. It was something I continued to do over the years. And eventually I tried to do a dip switch when I tried to watch Pablo Canugo coming in late every morning. But it wasn't working, so I had to get a window put in. And that blew the whole fucking thing because he saw me. He was onto me in an instant. Welcome to hell, I thought. <laughs> so he's been looking. He's been looking at football from inside a windowless gym, uh, yeah. trying to, you know, develop a, a, a force field fueled by self-loathing, possibly. Yeah. Um, 
He says, if you played your hand correctly, you could be the big man without achieving anything. People in the game blamed the media for many of its ills, but the media didn't invent the people in the game who played the parts allotted to them in this bad movie. Human beings. It's just a bad actors and then bad movie. That's bad writing by Dunphy. I had always instinctively hated bullshit, a lot of it associated with my own club. Now, my tolerance level was zero. (laughs) (laughs) He's become the Terminator of football, hasn't he? (laughs) My mission is to snuff out the bullshitters and the spivs and the bluffers and the whores. Terminator meets taxi driver. Only one thing counted in football. One day a rain will come <laughs> and wash the streets of Manchester clean. The shits and the cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Only one thing counted in football, winning, actually achieving. For that, I was hungrier than I'd ever been. And then he moves on to his next contract renegotiation. <laughs> He's come back from the injury with one year left on his contract. Uh, and <laughs> re-enter Michael Kennedy. <laughs> Get the job done. <laughs> Time to reintroduce Mr. Kennedy to proceedings, I think. <laughs> Wait there one moment. I just have to go and get some things from the back of my car. <laughs> Time to get the suit out from the vacuum-sealed bag I keep in the boot of the car. You know what he dressed in when he was Michael Kennedy? <laughs> he dressed in a barrister's robes and wig. <laughs> because he thought yes. that's how all, all lawyers dressed. <laughs> uh, I also carried a gavel. It helped with negotiations. <laughs> order, order. <laughs> this will not stand. Roy wants a Roy wants a gold bonus. <laughs> I will not have this in my cartroom. <laughs> Martin Edwards is like this. This is not a court of law, Roy. Why are you calling me Roy? Sorry, I mean Mr. Kennedy. That's better, or even better, Your Honor. I am a lawyer after all. You must call me Your Honor at all times. Uh, sen- oh, I tell you what else. Just call me, listen, Edwards, call me my lad. Yes, Edwards, I'm sending you to three days in the windowless gym for insubordination. <laughs> you can't do that, Roy Mr. King. Kennedy. Jalapeño. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. That Roy Keane gym, the windowless gym, <laughs> yeah. I imagine he specifically asked for one at their training ground. That was only like three foot by three foot. Yeah. 
and had and had no equipment in it other than like one large rock or the, that he could yeah, sort of just the, the heaviest he, rock he, known to man <laughs> an yeah, just, rock. all I want is a, is a tiny room no no more than a shoebox <laughs> and 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 all I want you to put in there is the heaviest fucking rock you can find that's good and that's my gym let me tell you that's my gym I don't need all these fancy pants fucking running machines roaring machines cables <laughs> balls all the rest of it it's fucking it's madness it's absolute madness. Just give me a small room. No windows, no air, just a rock. And then you'll see me come out and I'll be the fittest man at this football club. And I'll tell you what, get the rock and put a sword in it as well. So I can, <laughs> so I can mix up my workout a little bit. Sometimes I do shadow fencing against my own shadow, which I can see on the wall of the windowless gym. And sometimes I just pick up the rock. And I run in tiny, tiny circles over and over and over again, holding the rock. And I shout... Shout at the top of my lungs. Harland, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> Vengeance will be mine. <laughs> it's all about Game of Thrones, isn't it? Apparently. I've never seen it. But I do believe that some of the Game of Thrones lads are big fans of this podcast. Fucking hell. This, week. this was um, amazing I've, news. I've that forgotten. Like, I've on for- EasyJet, there was a fucking... I think it was in the magazine or something. One of the lads from uh, Game of Thrones yeah. named us as his favourite podcast in print. This was astonishingly exciting. Uh, but the funniest thing was was that not him, presumably if he listens, he knows this is nonsense. But when when whoever it was interviewed <clears> him had to write it up, he went, Premier League Review Podcast. Well, it might have been that might have been many, many months ago when he was into it. Well it's, it's th- obviously this guy's super famous, right? Yeah. And his show is the biggest show in the world. So I'm imagining it could have quite a big impact on our traffic. Th- and there's going to be a lot of fucking disappointed people listening, isn't there? I think this automatically makes this the biggest podcast in the world by association. So yeah. Probably. And if HBO yeah, are listening than- and want to get involved <clears throat> and turn this into a series. Well, you know that they, they, there, was a, there was a podcast that they've turned into a series with starring Julia Roberts. Was there? Oh, well, we'll do yeah. that then. Somehow. It's the first podcast that actually became a big... I think it was Amazon, not yeah. Netflix, and Julia Roberts stars in it. And I'm thinking, well, what about us? Well, the two lads who were in, in Game of Thrones, one of them's... Uh, is it Samwell or something? Samwell Tarly, it says here. He's into it. And uh, and he's got yeah. his mate into it. It was Gendry the Blacksmith, or Gendry. I don't know. I yeah. don't watch it. It's, I'm, I'm told it's very good. Listen, but, if they're uh, listening it, it, to this, but, these two are big stars. They'll be listening to this thinking we're being v- very fucking disrespectful to them by not getting their names or their characters, no, right? We don't watch you better it, edit so... this bit out. No, we don't watch it. We're just being honest. We're not going to start licking their Never. asses because they like our podcast. But what I'm going to say is those <laughs> two could play <laughs> us. Those two could play <laughs> us in the televised fucking adaptation hell, of Top Flight Time Machine. I actually saw one of them look <clears throat> quite like you. I can't remember which one. But yeah, yeah I, I, I mean, I don't mean. mind. I'll have either one. I'll have either one as me. I, I'm not bothered. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll make some calls after we've done this episode and get, get that. Going. I think I'd be I'd be an easy character to play. You'd be more of a challenge because you're more of a nuanced character. Yeah, I've got, I've so, got the emotional uh, depths that you possibly haven't got. Yeah, there's a depth. To, there's a complexity to yeah. you. Whereas I'm such an open book. It's just more of like they'll play it for laughs. Like yeah. a, like a Jerry Lewis character. Yeah, that's it. They'll just get whoever's going to play <laughs> or, you. Just put dress you up as a, a pearly norm, king, and um, a normi- or Norman Wisdom type character, yeah. always like coming in the room yeah. late, slipping over, yeah. knocking over a ladder with some paint on. 
That's and right, then, yeah. But then you're more like contemplative. You're more like <clears throat> him in Brief Encounter. You're possibly Remember kind that? of like, um, if if Game of Thrones was Dad's Army, you're kind of like Corporal Jones, Clive Dunn. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, don't panic. And I'm a bit more John LeMessurier. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's more mystery to you. So listen, lads, if you're listening... Um, I apologise that we don't know more about Game of Thrones. We're probably the only two people in the, in the world not watching it. But um, you just are going to have to decide this between yourselves. Which of you is more equipped to play me and which of you is more equipped to play Andy? And if- but get get it fucking sorted pronto because if not, we're going to have to start listening to other offers. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. And if neither of you are available, we'll have to look towards the reanimated corpses of Clive Dunn and John LeMessurier yeah, and possibly go down yeah. that route. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Yeah, we move on then, and Roy kind of whizzes through that 98-99 season, and then he talks about the um, the semi-final of the Champions League where he scored that header, but then got a yellow card, um, foul against Zidane. Too late to pull out. I caught him innocuously, and he went down. The yellow card meant I'd missed the final. Ah, you French pants. You cast <coughs> me the final now, you prick. <coughs> you know... Zidane, not only one of the most talented footballers ever and actually isn't, in my mind, mentioned enough amongst the greatest of all time. You know, when you talk about your Pelés and Maradonas and Cruyffs and Messis, I don't think Zidane's name gets mentioned as much as it should. But also the thing about Zidane was he was fuck. I wouldn't fucking want to fight him. Remember when he stuck the nut on that fella in the World Cup final? Yeah. He's fucking deadly serious, isn't he? He's got this deadly yeah. serious don't, I'm not fucking about it. Yeah. And he does, and I think it'd be a formidable opponent um, <clears throat> to Roy Keane. Because whereas Roy Keane's all fire and brimstone and shouting the odds and giving it large, Zidane's sort of one of those wordless hard men like Clint Eastwood or Steve McQueen. <sighs> See, I disagree with that because he nutted him on the chest. And I think if you're going to nut someone, you've got, it's got to be all or nothing. <clears throat> it's got to be on the bridge of the nose or not at all. And he probably I think, just missed, mate. Ah, no way. He was nowhere near him. He, I think he blighted <laughs> what was a glorious career. And if he if he'd gone out, a shit head butt. Yeah, if he, it would have been a great way to have gone out if he'd fucking cracked him. But yeah, to, unless you're an expert, don't fucking attempt it. No, in fact, <laughs> my I can't believe I've not told this one before. But my brother Casper <laughs> Delaney hey. fucking famously. In about 1988, there was a there was a a friend of the family. I think he's I think it was Vinny was getting married, and um, they they had a big party in a pub, and there was an altercation between my older brother Theo and some bouncers who they didn't like from memory. I mean, I wasn't there because I was a child, but from memory, Mm. this and this party was a big evening piss up. They were like metlers. You know, like you get bouncers who aren't, they're sort of the the fat kind of bouncer with long hair <laughs> yeah. and sleeveless denim jackets. So Is they're it? more about the sheer weight of them than like the hardness per se. Kind of anyway, a, a throwback to the days before door, door work was licensed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think probably, knowing them as I do, I think they probably, I, I think probably my brother would have been having a, pop at them for being metlers because he would have found that funny when he was pissed that they had like just taken the piss out of them for being into heavy metal anyway they were like big big lads anyway they've started it's, it's about there's some pushing and shoving 
right? And I don't know if Fiat thought he was going to manage to talk his way out of it or what was going to happen. He said before he was fucking able to make a decision on what would happen next. Yeah. Cass had spotted it, stumbled downstairs, pissed up, spotted it from across the room and decided not to ask questions, but run over and execute a flying headbutt on one of these fellas. <laughs> and he said he fucking suddenly just threw, flew through the air yeah. in a flash and basically smashed his fucking whole face into this other bloke's Fuck head. And the other bloke, and he just bounced off with his fucking nose burst all over his face, and the other bloke just stood there oh, unarmed. Fuck. And, it, and then they just got their heads kicked in by the metalers. Jesus, and like you say, it's the sort of thing, you if you don't execute it correctly, it's a mess. Don't so... go up to a gang of big bouncers, right, and uh, attempt what is one of the most notoriously difficult fighting manoeuvres for the first time in your life as well. Yeah. So you would have never have tried that. Yeah. But that is booze. You know, the booze tells you, bah, no <clears> problem. <throat> oh, look, there's my brother about to ha- having a bit of an argument with like five or six big lads. Yeah. Fine. I'll just fix this straight away. I'll do a flying headbutt on the biggest one <laughs> and that should diffuse the situation. <laughs> That's just given me an idea and this is something we're going to do in the next week or two uh, or perish. We're going to do a bonus yep. deep dive for the IFS Hunters, and it's going to be about that oh. fantastic 1973 BBC Hells Angels documentary. You must have seen it. <laughs> I've never seen oh, it, mate. Right, we're doing it. We're, we're, you're going to watch I'm it. I'm so excited. I'm going to write it down with my Sharpie pen. We're going to do it. We're going to put it out as bonus content for the subscribers. 1973 Hells Angels. This is definitely going to happen. And we'll have little sound clips yeah. in it and everything. It's going to be incredible. Right. Was it Was it British or American it's, Hells it's Angels? It's British. Great, even it's better. British. They'll all be Brummies, presumably. They fr- I don't know they, why. They, I just associate Birmingham with that kind of thing. Oh, they're London, but I'm not going to give any more away, but it will be unmissable. This is it! So where were we? Yeah, United have got to the Champions League final. Uh, they'd won the Premiership, as it was then called. They've got an FA Cup final coming up, and Roy, again, is, is waxing lyrical about football and his thoughts about it. Um, it's a savage business at this level. Uh Hard, sometimes dangerous, invariably exacting. <clears throat> yeah, it's done for you again there, isn't it? Roy hasn't said exacting. Bless invariably him, you know. exacting. Yeah, I think you spelled exciting wrong here, Dunphy. <laughs> no, Roy, that's exacting. That's the word I meant to put. What's it mean then? Oh, well, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those if kind you know of so words. Much, tell me what it means. <clears throat> it's quite hard to define, Roy. It's It, it kind of means, uh, don't worry about what it means, Roy. It looks good on the page. You don't know what it means, do you, Dunphy? You, you put a word there. You don't even fucking know what it means. Ah, let's You're move a job on, Roy. Man. You, you can put a word in next if you want. Uh, he says you can earn a lot of money and be a hero, whatever that is. Fucking hell, existential shit, this. What is a hero, truly? <laughs> Am I a hero? <laughs> is it a, Maybe is that a to hero? S- to some, yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not for me to say. Am I my own hero? Yes, I am. Most days, but some days I've no, become very intolerant with myself, and then say, I'm my own enemy. He's not because he's because he's become he's come to loathe himself over the last year. Oh yeah. Am I my own yeah. hero? No, I despise myself. <laughs> I'm I, the lowest of the low, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. I am an anti-hero, like the Yorkshire Ripper. <laughs> Like the Sheriff of Nottingham, (laughs) the Yorkshire Ripper, and Armand Tebbit. (laughs) 
You can't justify what they're doing, really. No, no way you can't. <laughs> so he says the stakes are high, other people's judgments merciless. Ask Bex, who was vilified a year ago for a momentary lapse in an England game. He's had to endure the nation's bile, generated by the scribes in the press box. Done for you again there. Um, or their pals on the serious pages. Done for you again there. Many of whom probably never saw a football match. He let the country down. He is a symbol of our moral decline. Give me a break. He was playing a game of football. He flicked a petulant foot at Diego Simeone, who was intent on kicking the shit out of him. The press got on his case, priming the pump that spews out the vile chance Bex has had to listen to up and down the country. It's just all Dunphy. It's all Dunphy. Stuff about his wife and son that is sick. Who's really letting the country down? That's all I there. I think I don't know to be honest I sort of think to myself I remember that I mean we went up to Old Trafford the season after that World Cup me and my mates and everyone was singing does she take out the arse which Mm. is a I don't know it's a silly song really isn't it it's kind of witless and but he went he absolutely I think he might have scored and he flipped his fucking shit he ran over to the West Ham fans and went absolutely berserk Did he? and I thought fair play this is yeah. the game we're engaged in here yeah game of thrones but at the same time I sort of thought to myself ah, come on I don't know, Be I don't know. until man. you've had it, it Be- yeah I suppose so but until you've had it sung at you yourself and they are just young lads as well aren't yeah. they I mean was when it- I was, Bex was probably about 24 when I was 24 if 10,000 people had sung about whether or not my missus took it up the, the arse I'd probably have got really annoyed yeah was it not West Ham fans that hung that effigy of Beckham yeah 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 yeah. yeah. it wasn't me personally <laughs> sure but there was a strong sense in the Cockney community yeah that it was the appropriate response to what he had done down. in the World Cup word went round on the Cockney grapevine as yeah. soon as he kicked Diego Simeone right Whoever this cunt was, he done. There's only one called Call a Conference to the Five Families. The Cockney Conference. <laughs> After dark in the usual warehouse. No, actually, not in a warehouse. In the lock up in Smithfields, where we keep all the meat. You know, the walk in fridge. All meat in the walk in fridge, where we will discuss the appropriate Cockney response. What is to be done about David Beckham? Who, lest we forget, is a Cockney himself. One who went a north. Cockney Judas. He went north for his ten pieces of silver. <laughs> so he's already had this coming to him ever since he went up there and sold his soul to those northern monkeys. And now he has let his country down against the Archies. And I, for one, am disgusted. What are we going to do? First suggestion, Keith. Keith the Cockney. What have you got? I think we should make an effigy of the cunt and string him up outside a boozer. Right, so it looks like we've hung him. But not hang him in real life. Nah. All right. Are we going to set fire to the effigy? Are we going to set fire to it? Nah, I think that's a bit too strong. Right, fair enough. Meeting adjourned. Let's not forget, his old mum still lives Essex way. Right, and it could break her cockney heart to see it. You know what upsets me most about all The gloves are off. We'll do what we want to him then. But when the mums are alive, you've got to show a little bit of respect to them. You know what upsets me most about all of this? The fact that it was against the Argies. We can't have the fucking Argies getting one over us, can we?
<laughs> yeah, so anyway, that's how West Ham fans felt. And yeah. I think that, as is often the case in British society, yeah. it is left to the West Ham fan community to basically... I mean, it's like when Diana died. Yeah. Where did people look? The Queen didn't say anything. No, they looked Tony the Blair Cockneys. didn't say anything. Prince Charles didn't say anything. It was the Cockneys, yeah. right? And it's the same every time there is a moment of national crisis. It's yeah. us, right? Who are the people who are stopping Millwall getting up to their old tricks? It's the Cockneys. You guys are... The rest of you only hear about Millwall's tricks when once in a while they're successful, right? Yeah. But for every time they're successful, let me tell you something. There are hundreds of occasions in which we, the West Ham fans, mm. have fucking shut their tricks down before they've had a chance to come to fulfilment. It's kind of like uh, anti-terrorist operations. Sometimes there'll exactly be a raid like and that. there'll be arrests, but most of the time there's intelligence working underground and, and stuff gets shut down before it even happens. You don't find out. That's about exactly it. what it is. Yeah, it's exactly the same. There are it? people monitoring. There are West Ham fans on Tower Bridge now monitoring the ebb and flow of a Millwall yeah. trying to come over from Bandit Country on the other side of the bridge. Right? Yeah. And of course, as well, if they're, if they're coming over, if they come out of their own territory, it's usually because they're up to a trick. Yeah, they've they've got no business on north of the river yeah, unless yeah. they've got some sort of trick up oh, their sleeve or something. And as well, thinking back to that time when you strung up David Beckham, that was yeah. in, in a sense it was taking the temperature of the nation because the front of the sun, the following Monday, mm. had that picture close up and it just said yes. <laughs> that was the headline. Did it really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Fucking right. Yeah. Well, you know, John John Pigface yeah. of the Sun is actually a hammer. Well, I will, in his spare surprise time. me in the slightest. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah. in his spare time, he's a big West Ham fan, so he might have even been involved. So yeah, in the uh, original plan. So there we are. Right, uh, we, we haven't covered a great deal of Roy Keane. We've got a bit um, sidetracked again, but never mind. Um, that's it for this episode. We will be back at some point in the future with even more Andy Andy I think that we should start um, trying to wrap our podcast up in more of a kind of Garrison Keeler type oh, way to, and so <laughs> and so another story about old Roy Keane came oh, to its conclusion man. lessons had been learnt I'm just going and time moved on in that gentle way it tended to do Th- around these parts everyone. the sun dappled on the meadow and Roy Keane Walking with that wry smile on his face. Something like that. Okay, bye. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 
36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.